welcome back to Reeds and Weeds, everybody. <laughs> this is Shelly Smith, and we're in, um, oh my gosh, Taylor, remind me, Fundamental Sound Co. Studio in Ypsilanti, doing a redo show that we first did um, two or three months ago. Yeah. My friend Scott Mooney wrote a wonderful book called Pricked, and uh, I Skyped him in from Chicago, and we got people in on phone lines and right in the middle of recording our show um a whole nother group of people came in and <laughs> said this it's our turn we're supposed to be doing it now and my sound guy goes we gotta cut it they've prepaid for this room we were supposed to be in the back room so we shut everything down went in the back room and started it all up again except none of that stuff actually got <laughs> recorded <laughs> so i'm so excited that we're finally able to uh redo it because i yeah. had so much fun and now you're here in real life i'm here in real life in a basement in ypsilanti yes yeah. so um to my right on this very fun couch is scott mooney who uh wrote pricked and i'm gonna have him talk about his uh, whole process and how long it took and why you chose this genre and all of this stuff. But um, first, what have you been doing? I've Well, it's the holidays, so yeah. I've just been home in Ann Arbor, uh, catching up with people, seeing my family. Uh, I'm officiating a wedding on Friday, so oh, that's fun. Lovely. So I've been doing all the prep for that. Really I excited. To, yeah, I've yeah. never done it before. This is the first time, but oh, it'll be treat. good. Yeah, I feel like I'm like, oh, this, this feels right. I feel like I can do this. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Scott Mooney uh, auditioned for an improv troupe yeah. and ended up on an improv troupe. And were you guys in the same one? No. Uh, so that you didn't overlap. Oh, you were with Jen. Yep, I was in... And he was in We were in the same program with different troops. Right, yep. okay, okay, okay. Yes, yeah, so through the Ann Arbor Civic Theater, all the three of us met and did improv together for a while. And then, um, so who also is here with me? <laughs> Let me the take things in order. <laughs> uh, here's what I need to tell you, Chris and Taylor. Um, if I get off track, and I don't mean like normal off track, but I mean like... I'm talking about Italian history or like <laughs> some sort of sports car brand. It's real down the road. Then uh, choo choo is the is the oh, word. Yeah. I remember choo -choo. that choo choo. Choo choo is like choo choo the train yeah. is off the track. Okay. Got it. And does that mean the same thing? Oh, oh, I love that. Do you guys have any code actions? Like I that really should. <laughs> yeah, no, this sounds real useful. <laughs> Let's uh, come up with a couple before the end of the show. We okay. can just either safe words or like... You know, you're across the room sure. from your friend. And Facial you expressions. Too. I like trains. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm thinking chick, 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 Okay. Chick. And what Move is that? Along. What would yeah. that mean? Move it along. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah. Choo-choo is my, you, one of you guys telling me, hey, Shelly, let's get back on track. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So that's what that is. Okay. So Nathan Corliss is here. Say I'm hi, Nathan. I'm also here on the fun couch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. And um, we're really proud of Nathan for making it today because one time he did not. And yeah. it's all better now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but he, um, here's, oh, you know what? We can have a little teaching lesson right here, sure. if you don't mind, because Nathan's a teacher. He I appreciates that. So uh, cannabis, like a lot of substances, you have to know how it acts inside your own body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. do you guys know anybody that can't handle caffeine well? Sure, yeah. Yes. They have, like panic attacks sometimes. Yes, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that's good to know. Do you know anybody who can't handle cheese well? Sure. Uh -huh. 
Yep, mm -hmm. yep. Um, and so you just don't eat cheese or drink caffeine. <laughs> so if weed doesn't make you feel good, then you don't do it. <laughs> oh, I felt I felt real good, but I was a huge problem for everyone in my house. Right, um, right. I was actually doing it. I was trying to learn that, like, scientifically. I took half of a 10-milligram little gummy. Mm -hmm. I waited one hour exactly. Uh -huh. I took another half. I waited one hour exactly, except I actually waited 15 minutes and then went absolutely insane. Oh. So that's all it takes is, is yeah. 10 milligrams within the span of one hour. And Science. I know that now. And I, I just, I was going to stop there and be like, all right, I'll be like a little bit high for reeds and weeds. And it was like, no, you will be, a, you will be off the right. planet. Right. Yeah. So... So we had a little conversation over the phone. <laughs> Nathan's yeah. like, I can do it, Shelly. I'm going to make it and it's going to be fine. And I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I know what your regular voice sounds like. And I don't feel like you should push it. And you were like, thank you so much. Me neither. I was trying to be strong. But I don't know. I feel so weird. And I'm like, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> and then Matt is like texting me like, even if he comes, I'm not coming. Because I ruined his day. Yeah. Not, so, and uh, they're old friends, best friends. Yeah. So it's mending. It's mending. But um, it's just good to know how yeah. your body reacts sure. to certain things. Okay. So PSA done. Nathan's story done. We introduced Scott. Chris Park is here for the first time. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. Chris woke up on a Sunday morning with very little warning about what this is all about. He was <laughs> in. Here. Yeah. And uh, that's really the main thing you need to know about Chris is... If one of you guys was like, let's go to Vegas now. Chris, what would you say? Let's go. <laughs> he's ready. He's a, he's a risk taker. He's a fun sure. maker. And then to his right is uh, Miss Libby, who has been here before. And mm -hmm. just like last show, she um, probably doesn't know much about the book. Nothing. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. So you were here for Children of, the, of Blood and Bone. Remember? Ooh. Was that it? Yes. Have you read that? I just finished it in the last <gasps> month. So good. Right? I was supposed to see the author do a signing in Chicago, and she canceled. Oh, no. Uh, I know. But the, the second one's out now, so I need oh, to. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, we got to do that Virtue one. And Vengeance. Oh, yeah. well, if you want to come on the show Ooh, and do yeah. that. Oh, Ooh, yeah, I thought it would yeah, be like yeah. Teenagers of Blood and Bone. What? <laughs> I thought it would be like Teenagers of Blood and Bone. Teenagers of Blood and Bone. Tweens of Blood and Bone. Then they're like Millennials of Blood and Bone. And then they're Boomers of Blood I mean, you got the alliteration there. Yeah. 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 That would be such a terrible book. You know it. <laughs> boring, everything exciting's already happened. Okay, so we're here to talk about Pricked by Scott Mooney. And uh, I guess I'm going to ask you some of the same questions. I don't know sure. if it'll... Um, I was so excited and fascinated when I saw this pop up and because so many people try to write a book <laughs> sure. and it does not work. It's too hard. You've heard of that. Uh, and... I was so impressed that it was finished, that it was getting published. And so tell me about, and I was like, oh, did you write it in the last couple of years? But tell me about when yeah. you started and then what happened between now and then. Sure. So this, uh, it actually started as my undergraduate thesis. Uh, I was doing a course of study at Cornell and uh, we got to kind of design our own major. It was called the College Scholar Program. And my major was about folklore and fairy tales and their adaptations into modern contemporary culture. And I didn't want to do a really dry academic sort of thing. I wanted to do something that I could use in my life that I would kind of, if I'm going to spend years doing it, even as an undergrad, it felt like I wanted to do something 
that I really connected with and that I wanted to kind of have as a project then going forward. So I, yeah, started when I was in my sophomore year. So I would have been like 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 20, 19 or 20. And Worked on it, did different drafts, uh, then turned in kind of a fairly polished uh, but kind of final version as the thesis, Uh, you know, graduated, uh, would send it out to different like literary agents and uh, get some interest and then it would die down and then I'd, you know, wait a year and it would just sit on my hard drive and then... Yeah, kind of through all that, I had an agent for a while. Uh, She kind of shopped it around and wasn't able to find a home for it. Then, uh, so I guess this would have been the beginning of 2018. So that would have been like 10 years later? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so like a long time because, yeah, I was, I think, 28. So, yeah, so it was beginning of 2018. Uh, The agent that I'd worked with was like, hey, how are you doing? I've always loved this book. Uh, here's this new publisher that has started up uh, Bleeding Ink Publishing, mm-hmm. and they're looking for submissions, I th- and they don't require an agent, so you can just go directly to them. So that's what I did, and kind of for something that was a kind of a decade in the making, then that week they read it, and they liked it, and they offered me kind of a, a slot in their publishing roster. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so tell me, so have you guys, Libby and Chris, have you ever played, is it role-playing? Yeah, like... like- Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, anything like that. Yeah, have you done I have. Them? Okay, okay. Yeah. So, when, me neither. I had not either. But choose your own adventure. I don't know. He There's sure. Like yeah. Make your own adventure. You have that. a book. You read it. Yes. You roll dice. You play you know, magic cards and magic stuff. Cards. Sure. With magic cards. Yeah. You play a lot of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So, so, I knew I liked you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, because... For our listeners, this is a not young... It's not slotted in young adults, no. right? It's sort of like... It's fantasy... Um, but it's because the characters are in their twenties. Mm-hmm. Why does that make it so unique? Yeah, so that I didn't know that kind of writing, and I was like, I want to write about someone who's kind of gone through kind of high school, college, is just starting out in the world. Uh, it was weird because when I was doing this, I was nineteen, writing about a twenty-two-year-old. So I was like, someone who's got it all figured out, just like a real adult. Uh, now I'm thirty and realize how silly that is. But it's weird because now I'm writing the sequel, and so I'm like. Now I'm kind of dialing it back and I'm like, what's the emotional range of a 22-year-old? Back then I was like, I'm really mature and I know what this is. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so the publishing world doesn't really, like there's a genre that only people in publishing know about called new adult, which is between 20 and 25. So you're no longer a young adult. Yeah, (laughs) but you're not, like it's not adult fiction, which is odd, but it actually, that kind of is a reason why a lot of places wouldn't touch it is they were like either age it down and make it about teenagers or make it about like a late 20s person. Right. We don't want to hear about a 22 year old and what and their deal is. And this is really uncovering the greater issue of us ignoring people 20 to 25 years old. <laughs> yeah, well it is a weird thing. Yeah, because it's like uh, being in high school is so exciting. That's like every show that it goes back right, to high school right, and right. like that is a, and they're all actors in their 20s. But then, yeah, right. we don't really have those same stories of right. what, it feels like of, yeah, you're new in the world, you're, you know, working a weird job that you're not sure is the right job. Like that yeah. kind of uh, feeling of being a little lost is mm-hmm. something that I, I think now looking back on it, I'm like, I kind of was capturing it even though I hadn't had it yet because mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was still in school. I was like on my little track as a, yeah. you know, 19 year old going like, I'm going to finish my, <laughs> oh, oh, am I doing this to myself? Am I doing the chugga chugga move? Okay. Uh, but yeah, that it's, uh, I think we don't, see those stories as much because yeah. uh, there's an, also an idea that people only want to read about 
the people similar in age to them. And it's like, right, that's weird. We all love young adult. Like, sure. that's not a dirty word anymore. Like, right. that's so many big kind of movie franchises are all about, you know, teens. And that's still interesting to us, even when we're three times their age. Yeah. 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 Well, um, so what I love about this is. And I'm, I compare it to Harry Potter just so people know it's like a world. There's a regular world represented, and then there's this fantasy world. And you're basically in the Big Apple and the Poison Apple. Right. And there's a link that mm-hmm. only the magical type people know about. And your main um, heroine, I love that mm-hmm. it's a female. Sure. You know, yeah, of color. lead character, a yeah, female yeah. of ca- color. And you pictured her, you told me you pictured her as. Um, Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks. Jordan yeah. Sparks. Can you guys picture Jordan Sparks? Kind of a deep cut like, from American Idol. Jordan, Spar- Jordan Sparks. Is she an American Idol or yeah. something? Yeah. 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 Okay. Tall, uh, like super powerful woman. Yeah. <laughs> super cool, but young and hip. And like just towers over Ryan Seacrest whenever mm-hmm. she was on that show. I was just like, <laughs> right. oh, she's badass. And like yeah. you just see her singing alone and you're like, wow, like she's really, you know, beautiful and talented. And then you see her and you're just like, and really statuesque and like, uh, physically dominant in a way that I'm like, we don't let women do that very often. Like, that's right. very cool to see. Also, oh, I think yeah. Ryan Seacrest is tiny, so. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's yeah, like, he's like, four, like a Tom four or five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four or five, know. you know. <laughs> I'm not making that up. He's I'm always sure he's on huge. stilts. Yeah. <laughs> he's always, that's, that's, the, that's his dirty secret, <laughs> is that he's a stilter. <laughs> It's not so much that he's short, but he's he's not proud of his stilting heritage. (laughs) His parents wanted to be a stilter, and he's like, I'll wear the stilts. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to announce other people doing things. No one will ever know I'm a stilter. Okay, I just, it happened. Okay, (laughs) and we're back. Okay, so I love uh, that, okay, so let me tell a little bit about the book. Sure. And, um... Or actually, Nathan, do you feel like doing a recap? Yeah, I can do a little recap. Do a little recap. Let's get another voice in here. I'm talking too much. So, yeah, it is. uh, I also compare it to Harry Potter as I read it, which might not be fair, but that's what I do. I'm not offended. I love that. Um, And uh, so Briar Price, the the heroine, is... um, she does deliveries. That's her job that she's not really sure about, but it's, uh, I mean, how would you describe the deliveries exactly, Scott? Yeah, so her kind of magic power is that when she gives someone a rose, uh, she can alter their emotions. And even in this kind of magical world, that's something that's unheard of, that magic isn't supposed to be able to change how you feel. And she kind of was born with this. She discovered it when she was in her teens that she can do this. And so she works for the kind of... Uh, kind of icky royals who run the poisoned apple. The, the, they're not kings and queens, but they're kind of the dukes and the duchesses and the uh, kind of nobility who's in charge of everything, who's very wealthy. And uh, then she's kind of their errand girl and uh, is struggling with that, is kind of then coming to this realization that kind of what she does when she's sometimes giving these people roses without uh, them, their knowledge, that that's very morally uh, repugnant in some cases. And... So yeah, just kind of reconciling that, but then also feeling a little trapped. Uh, yeah, and her big motivation for uh, that sets the plot moving is that her best friend got turned into a cat. Yeah, maliciously. Yeah, classic twenty-something uh, dilemma. Right, yeah. right. Um, not something and they're you still can roommates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. She lives with her cat roommate friend, 
um, uh-huh. and her and her ex, uh, Cade, who yeah. sounds super comfortable. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, Cade is also this uh, emotional, um, d- difficult realm because the, uh, the oh yeah yeah the source of her uh, one big uh, plot point in her past of realizing that these emotion controlling powers are are bad news. Mm-hmm. Is that she sort of accidentally made Cade fall in love with her because she liked him, and he, when he found out that that was what happened, uh, he did not appreciate it. Right, yeah. and that's weird. That's fun to think about. Yeah, can you be tricked into it? Right, and then you're like, oh, but it felt real. Oh my gosh, but it was yeah. a trick. And and then from Briar's point of view, it's like, well, I mean, I didn't really mean to make you feel those things, but I definitely wanted you to feel those things. Yeah. And yeah. from him, he's like, I think I had some of those feelings, but now I can't sort through kind of what are my own feelings and yeah. what was what the magic kind of made me do. And so, yeah, it's it's uh, not a great living situation. I think now that I'm older, I'm like, yeah, we all have those situations where you're like, ah, the rent is too good. This is <laughs> this is a terrible choice. But you're telling me you live yeah. with your ex, who's emotionally conflicted about you, your friend who used to be a cat, and then there's one other person, right? Oh yeah, Alice. She's just cheerful. She's <laughs> pretty. She's just yeah. Cheerful. You're like, yeah, we smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> yeah, Alice. Uh, oh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, Jackie has a glass slipper bong. That's a, uh, mm-hmm. detail about her that's in there. Wait, Jackie's what? The cat. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's not How a like. How could I not? It's cat, not in a the scene. Cat has a bong? It's, it's very, it's, <laughs> men- it's mentioned. The cat has a bong, yeah. <laughs> it's mentioned very quickly. I they are living. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My cat has a bong. <laughs> Um, she probably doesn't use it anymore. <laughs> I, only in the morning. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think I thought through all this really sloppy writing. That's really, f- I know, it's terrible. It's terrible. Okay, so um, Briar is hanging out in New York and doing very New York kind of thing of the crossword puzzle, trying to think of something. And oh, yeah, I got up, really excited about that. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. And it's great Instantly. because you didn't get, you know, it goes through the entire book. That little thread of her working on the crossword, oh. they're in danger, and she's still kind of, kind of trying to figure it out. She's like, it, it, she keeps trying to figure it out until until the end. Yeah. Does yeah. It, does she figures it out. She does figure yes, it out, yes, yeah. Yes. That so, would be a sweet. mean trick of an author. Like, <laughs> Go look Tune in <laughs> book three when we maybe you're going to tell you. Um, yeah, it would probably Libby work, wrote, though. read the first chapter, right? So you... I only read the first chapter, okay. yeah, yeah. But I'm sure. obsessed with crosswords. Nice. Oh. Very good. And I keep them in my head. I think about them later if some, if a clue comes up, and I'm uh-huh. like, oh, that, that's the answer. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. So you are basically Briar Price. Right. <laughs> You're just like mm-hmm. her. So um, she gets summoned to buy the royals, and mm-hmm. she gets this job to find... A missing prince, right? So it's a princess's boyfriend. The princess's but boyfriend. But she, uh, she's dating a no-not, which are the people, the kind of the muggles of right. this world, the people right. who aren't aware of the poisoned apple and kind of how this all uh, is hidden within normal reality. Yeah, so she just gets this assignment to, like, use your powers and find this person. Yep. And then she's kind of assigned... Who, what's his name? Antoine. Antoine. Uh, yes. She's assigned. Antoine is sort of her Night guardian. Yeah. Yes. Who's yes. kind of the, the stock character of a, uh, a a knight do-gooder sort of thing that she doesn't, right. she kind of butts heads with. Do you have any idea who that would be? It, oh, if, in like my dream casting? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. I. Would he I be taller don't. than her? 
I think it says they're about the same height, and then, oh, like, okay. Cade is even taller, so I think it's, like, they're all pretty massive in that way. Right. Uh, not a sign. Ryan Seacrest among them, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag um, Ryan Seacrest is small. <laughs> let's, let's Two or three feet. <laughs> Hashtag Ryan Seacrest truthers. Uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. Anyway. <laughs> He's uh, going to be so mad on my Instagram later. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Start a fight with one of the uh, <laughs> the guys who's in every broadcast ever. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Sorry. So I don't know. I, I picture him as kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know, like curly hair sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe like an Adrian Brody or something. Like Ooh. kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Does Adrian Brody have the range? I don't, well, I'm shit talking everyone this yeah. morning. But uh, Who's on his high horse today, huh? <laughs> Mr. Mooney over here. I know everything. Could he really do the role justice? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Nathan and Chris would be would be good. Sure. Good, sure. Sure, in one of those roles, yeah. for sure. They could do it. I've seen them. Yeah. Um, Libby, do you want to be a cat? <laughs> a cat who gets high? <laughs> Cats. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I feel like you just have never tried. I don't. I don't think I have tried. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's it. We could uh, get you a trainer. All that sure. stuff. Get you in shape. Good. <laughs> Whole movie just came out yeah. called Cats. <laughs> oh boy. It's supposed that to be go well though. Right? Terrific. Oh, right. I don't yeah. think so. Emphasis on the terror part of terrific. <laughs> yeah. So I want to come out and do that. I want to sure. be a cat. I want to play a cat in a movie. Everybody in the world is going to come up with training programs like the cats could have been better. <laughs> there are easy ways to act like a cat. Um, and Idris Elba's in it, and I love yeah. him. And in my mind, he can do no wrong. But I don't want to see him. Be, I don't know. Are you worried it'll yeah. ruin him for you? It, there's no way it could. Okay, good. There's no <laughs> way that it I heard could. It's, it's a pretty big spectacle and somewhat erratic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I don't mm. know if I would say it's bad right away because it's that. It might well, be yeah. entertaining in a way that sure. watchable in a like train wreck sort of mm. way. My yeah. f- my friends, my theater friends are. Having hate watching parties. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so the initially it was just like poems about cats, people dancing around right. like cats. That was pretty interesting, but a whole movie? Did Where we you need gotta, this? Yeah. yeah, did we have to? Um, I'm curious about it. Anyway, back to Jackie. See, I pulled it back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yay, Jackie's a cat. Okay, so they go, go off an adventure to find. Um, What's his name? Uh, Rick. Rick. Yep. Okay, so Rick's the boyfriend, allegedly, of the princess. And this adorable, like, all these great little relationships are happening within, like, her rapport. Part of her character, I think, is her rapport with the common folk and her ability to navigate through the royals. Yeah. It's fun to watch. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's she's sassy, you know what I mean? She has Mm -hmm. her own strength about her and everything and she's also it's very cool what you do with like kind of like learning how to use your power mm-hmm. like a lot of superhero yeah. characters kind of go oh what do I do with this power how do what do I do with it now that I can yeah. walk on walls so she's just kind of at first kind of free with it a little scattershot yeah a little scattershot yeah. and starts realizing like oh that could hurt someone right I don't know how I feel about that yeah it's very interesting and it has kind of different levels of one of the reasons she's hired is that she can also kind of sense emotions and smell them kind mm-hmm. of literally. And uh, so that is how she kind of uses that as a bloodhound to track Rick oh, yeah. down. She kind of gets a scent uh, of his emotional signature and then tries to follow it around the city. But then 
that also raises questions of like that's invasive to be able to be like I know exactly what you're feeling mm-hmm. without you telling me without like kind of your you're pushing boundaries in that way and uh but it's also a gray boundary because then people do telescope their emotions in some ways that they might not yeah. mean to so it's like where is the line of this is this okay and same thing right with, if yeah. you're acting on that knowledge that you weren't though it wasn't shared with you but also is kind of uh yeah, yeah out there in the world whether you like it or not yeah, and people, regular people, can be more or less intuitive about people's emotions, and yeah. this is just a superpower instead. <laughs> it is, yeah, and that's. Uh, yeah. I wonder if I thought about it as complexly while I was writing it as a nineteen-year-old, but yeah, it is that like, what is her duty to either like ignore that information or, uh, you know, is she pushing too much? And since it, it kind of has, it's a detective story. It has this mystery mm-hmm, element. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she has to push these boundaries. She has to figure it out because. There's an innocent, innocent boy in danger, and mm-hmm. so there is uh, kind of a a need for her to do this, but I think it is, she's not comfortable with it. This is all sort of new to her, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're not getting her in the like, oh, I'm a superhero kind of phase. It's right. the very much like, just got bitten by a radioactive spider, like trying to figure it out. Right, right. Yeah. Those first couple of hours after the spider bite, mm. rough. Not good, yeah. <laughs> Did she get pricked by a radioactive flower? She did. I think someone makes fun of her for that. They're like, oh, what is it? Like, did you, uh, like, yeah, I, I think they I don't say remember that. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Way to go for the obvious joke, Nathan. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that I made already. What are some examples of some other powers that uh, other magical people are using? Um, so it's a lot of like classic fairy tale sort of thing. She visits a, uh, a fairy godmother who does the whole like bibbidi bobbidi boo. Uh, she can't say that for copyright reasons, but yeah, that it's uh, literally that was in the book. And one of the lawyers was like, you can't, we don't, it's Disney. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that. Like, we don't want to like poke the bear. <laughs> what was the other movie that we watched that does that? That get, oh, with Merlin. Uh, Sword in the Stone. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Sword yeah. in the Stone. When he get, and he collects all this stuff from his... Right. Yeah. Or like uh, <laughs> bed knobs and Broomsticks. Does anyone remember? That's a deep oh, yeah. cut. But yeah, yeah like all the like <laughs> dancing, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, inanimate yeah. objects. Um, yeah. Taylor, will you please remember bed knobs and Broomsticks, broomsticks. Deep, cu- deep cut? And let's do <laughs> like a writing or some sort of music challenge for your friends to create an album. Of like dark goth fairy tale stuff. Thanks. <laughs> Just note that. I don't want to forget that one since we're good, here in the good. studio. Um, all these people get credit. A cut. Write it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got it. Yeah. Look at. He's got just it. like sure. He's got. Thank you. Gosh, it's I love hard it. Hard at work. Um. All right. I got a self track again. I think. Okay. Other powers. Yeah. So talk about. Tell him about the. Um, there's. Their search leads them to a college dorm, mm. mm-hmm. and she senses the emotions. This whole part, I felt like all these things were revealed to me. Oh, yeah. Right? Because yeah. there's layers to this story. At first, it's kind of like, we're going on an adventure together, mm-hmm. and we're going to be cop partners. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> there's of, a little bit of a rush yeah, hour vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of, <laughs> if you liked rush hour this is the same. and yeah. cats <laughs> and Harry Potter... Sure. What is this book about? Um, <laughs> then, so so talk about that kind of like what the 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 girl in the bathroom in the room. Oh and, yeah, you know because yep. all these things are revealed right mm-hmm. there. So yeah. yeah, so she's trying to kind of uh, get Rick's scent so she can try to track him down. Uh, one of the other magical powers that isn't working for all the wizards that are living in the poisoned apple is that there's some sort of 
magic sort of blocking him so he can't, you know, they can't look into a crystal ball and see him. Uh, but they uh, are all trying to find him because the royal, uh, who's Miranda's father, the princess who he's dating, uh, is trying to get all the wizards to kind of help. But Briar is the only one who can do it because her power is sort of different, is not uh, something anyone in the apple has seen before. So she's trying to get the scent of uh, Rick's emotions by going to his dorm at Columbia. And yeah, it's an interesting kind of, we don't meet Rick uh, at that point, but we kind of get a sense of who he is as a character. She kind of uh, uses a mixture of her smelling his emotions versus also observing the room, sort of not that she's a detective, but that she's kind of picking up on like, oh, he seems like all his books are very well arranged. Like he's a little type A, uh, but then and also- the feeling of- happiness and a secret yeah and energy Mm -hmm. and and she's like oh he's definitely he's fallen in love it's a fresh Mm -hmm. emotion that's sort of in there but there's uh, a secret and that secret secretive feeling mm -hmm. shows up a lot of the time when she catches his scent Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's uh, i think she says it smells like old gym socks and she's Mm -hmm. like "Ooh, yep secrets Mm -hmm. uh so yeah Mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing and then so this is all kind of overwhelming she's uh trying to kind of uh deal with her powers, which also sometimes will be overwhelming and she gets kind of lightheaded. So she goes to the bathroom and then, uh, yeah, in a kind of um, morally uh, dubious sort of moment, she uh, meets this girl in the bathroom who is a little bit of kind of the personality type that she doesn't like of this very kind of wealthy, superficial mm-hmm. girl. And I think... Uh, and she's the, in no-not world, so these are all just regular humans. Yep, yeah. yeah, so this is just a Columbia student uh, who's, um, yeah, like, talking about, uh, like, how she, yeah, uh, is valuing wealth, and I don't remember the exact conversation, but the emotion that she gives her is doubt, and just sort of, yeah. just to see what that does, is that, like, sort of... Having someone try to think beyond, like, oh, wait, maybe the way I'm approaching the world isn't the best. Like, is this something that's helpful? And, yeah, in a way that you're kind of uh, experimenting with this woman's emotions without uh, her knowledge. But, yeah, that's that's sort of a moment that I wanted to put in there of, like, well, if you had these powers and you were using them, what are the different ways that that could affect the world? Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. So one of the things, I just remembered the last time we talked, you had just done Comic-Con in New yes, York, yeah. right? And we were talking about, like, in New York and in certain cities, if there were, like, supernatural people just flowing in and out among regular mm-hmm. people, you just really wouldn't be able to tell. So, yeah. like, if somebody's walking down the street with, like, a flowy cape and a you know, some quivers and a yeah. bone air, you'd be like, oh, well, whatever, it's Ann Cosplay. Arbor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it is winter in Ann Arbor, so yeah. you're going to see some... Out come the capes. Yeah, yeah. you're going you're gonna to see some stilts, you know, you're going to see some rollerblade, whatever it is. Sure. And, and also, in that mix was Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> and so people are just wearing costumes. Right, you're just on the subway with, like, Aquaman, and you're like, oh, yeah, like... <laughs> Watch your trident, buddy. Like, that's just you kind of roll with it. I actually remember that it makes me think of, like, when I was in high school, being in Ann Arbor, I think in, like, it's just, like, a nice spring day, and there was a woman with a, like, long, nice dress, uh, a bird mask, like a kind of Commedia dell'arte thing. Sure. And she just had a bunch of, I think, she, I don't know if she had 
shopping cart or a bag or something, and it was full of empty picture frames, and she just kept going around, like, a street on the west side, <laughs> just, like, holding up the picture frames. And I was just like, wow, are you an ethereal creature? Like, I do not want to approach you because right. I'm just, like, a little stunned, but just like, yeah, okay. Like, sure. I don't know what's better is, like, was that a, like, strange bird spirit or was that just, like, a woman living her best life? Like, I kind of, <laughs> either way, I'm some happy. woman, some Ann Arbor woman on a <laughs> yeah. nice spring day selling right? picture frames. <laughs> just, like, out and about in her bird mask. Yeah, and she just went to Kroger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was now. this in the 90s, too? In the 90s, if you were, no, you were a No, I probably school. would have been early 2000s, okay, yeah. so but, still. I was seven. So. I was six. Yeah. yeah. Seems seems legit. Yeah, seems just accurate. Like- <laughs> Ann Arbor brings some sure some yeah interesting folks. sure. Um, <laughs> do you guys know anybody that you suspect of either having superpowers or being from another world? Ooh, Ooh. Uh, I feel like I do, but I'm gonna need a minute to think about who that is. Okay, just think through <laughs> your think think through your list. Sure, people. Um. And some you're like, that's why that maybe that's why they seem so awkward is they're they're thinly disguised yeah. creatures <laughs> from another world. Ryan could possibly be from another mm. realm. Yeah, that's and he's a good just example. visiting this good one. one. That's a good one. He's just good visiting one. this one. He's like, what? Don't I seem normal to you? <laughs> and you guys are like, him. I haven't seen him for months. Sort of. Yeah. So it's because home. he's visiting Rodan, the mothership, <laughs> Rodan's Vilia or whatever. Sure. Yeah. He's visiting the other place. Um, the Andromeda Galaxy. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. He's there, and he's got to get back into his human suit before he can visit us again. Rides so. a surfboard. He rides a surfboard, <laughs> <laughs> but like a space surfboard. Yeah, he's in space in like space basketball shorts. <laughs> doesn't have a shirt on. He doesn't have a shirt on his face because he doesn't need one because he's not human. Sure. <laughs> okay, and we're back to the book. Um, okay, so things are revealed. I said this on the last time we didn't record the show. Um, I'm going to do... I'm just going to do spoilers. Sure. So uh, that in the dorm room scene... I feel like I was like, ding, I know what's happening. Um, But other things I didn't know what was happening. So there's this kind of focus on, okay, we've gotten some information. Now we need to go back to the castle together, her and Antoine, Bryce Mm -hmm. and Antoine, and go to this ball so that we can be around this rival royal family and Mm -hmm. get a sense, like be close enough to them to get a sense if there's any clues if the kidnapping had to do with this other powerful family called the... Uh, the Lou family. The Lou yeah. family. And if it had anything to do with, like, a love triangle, mm-hmm. and if there's this big, like, the bippity-boppity-boo lady, but not that... <laughs> sure. <laughs> makes Legally her address... Yes. Makes her address that does something, right? Yeah, so it, the fairy godmother in this kind of world, her kind of role is a weird way, like, Q from uh, James Bond of, like... Yeah. Her... Not the from close- Star Trek. Oh, yeah, not from Star Trek. <laughs> That's different. Uh, That's that- M, right? No, what's M? Is it- That's from Bond, isn't it? M is also from Bond. They're both from Bond. M oh. is the gadget guy. Isn't M the gadget guy? Q is the gadget guy, I thought, and then M is Judy Dench. What yeah. about L? Is there an L? <laughs> Are there all the letters represented? We just don't uh, hear about them. Is this Wheel of Fortune all of a sudden? <laughs> I'd like to buy an L. Uh, that- L's just like your lawn and leaf guy. <laughs> I want to meet W. <laughs> yeah, you can't afford the vowels. They are too expensive. No, no, no. 
Uh, I'd like to hire a vowel. Well, we're going to need a lot more information. Yeah. You just can't come in here asking for an O. We just give you one without any credentials. Would you like to buy an O? Do you guys know that? No. What is it? Oh, my God. It's, I don't, is it from the Muppets or it's, would you like to buy an O? There's a whole song. Oh, I like it. It's really Look it up, Taylor. That's our outro music. One of those fuzzy guys. One of those fuzzy guys. They're all fuzzy guys. One of the fuzzy Muppets. <laughs> the okay. fuzzy Muppets band. That sounds like a great oh, band. Would you like to buy an O? Would you like to buy an so O? M. The Muppets. Okay, okay M. Q. 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 Oh yeah, Q. Uh, is so but her really. clothing kind of like acts as uh, like the gadgets or whatever James Bond would use is that they kind of lead people in different directions yeah. and kind of let them follow their destiny in certain ways. So uh, for this one, the dress that she's been put in. Uh, at various times, like, makes her trip and uh, helps her kind of, like, when her powers are going awry, that she kind of gets brought back to herself because this uh, the bow keeps catching on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it also um, kind of, uh, there are time-delayed stitches that open up, so she has a leg slit that then attracts the attention of this other royal who's also a suspect. And so it's a, uh, okay, we found, uh, <laughs> I want to buy an O. It was not made up. <laughs> yeah, let's play a little sure. clip of it. Sure, sure. Because it's so, it's totally on brand. Sesame Street, so, not totally, Muppets. Totally, oh, it's Sesame Street. Well, they're, yeah. they're oh. spinoff. Cool, me. Cool, me. Right. How would you like to buy an old <laughs> round and neat? A nearly perfect circle, tidy and complete. <laughs> you can sing a pretty song. Oh would it this like song is old? awesome. <laughs> This is terrifying. Oh, it's, 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 I know it's really creepy. Isn't that catchy? Would you like circular and sweet? Oh, looks just like a donut. Stay away from my children! Wow. Do you want to know? Hey, little boy. When okay. Sesame okay. Misses, uh, I think really I think we've all learned our lesson. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Kids, if you're listening, and a creepy old man comes up to you on the street and asks if you want to buy an O, run to your mother. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't be like Ernie. Ernie seemed interested. Oh, that just brought oh. back some memories. I think oh. we can all just look at this picture of Ernie and say that he wasn't oh. cautious enough. <laughs> Ernie, you need sure, more I'll fear. Try it. <laughs> letters you got. <laughs> oh boy. See, clearly he's a small duck friend. Everything's fine. Oh, yeah. No consequences. His ear, yeah. So speaking of people who are secretly gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to oh, buy an O? Oh, nice. Tie-in. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. That was a fantastic tie-in. Nathan, yeah, yeah. can I get an amen? Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, so what we learn at the big ball is uh the rival family is kind of just throwing it's it's not what you think it is yeah she's looking at it one way but that's not really what's going on yeah and sort of throughout this case uh there's Mm -hmm. bubbling tensions between these different royal families there is a threat that they're going to go back to war which uh is bad for the apple is bad for kind of everyone who gets crossed and caught in the crossfire so Right. Yeah. So I think reveal number one for me was mm. the princess wasn't this like, oh, I've lost my boyfriend. Yeah. She was kind of 
a sassy little bitch. And uh, and you're like, oh, princess yeah. isn't what she's cracked up to be. What's yeah. happening here? Sure. And so yeah. there's there's various sort of, I guess, if we're, if we're spoiling anyways. Is it uh, Miranda? Yeah, Miranda is the, the princess. princess. And her brother is Terrace. 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 Yeah. Okay, right. And they're, uh, yeah, kind of at this ball and the rival family is... Uh, denying any kind of involvement with the kidnapping. So Briar's up, it's up to Briar to kind of solve this and try to stop them mm-hmm, from going mm-hmm. to war. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so it kind of uh, evolves from there. She's tracking down these different leads. She's trying to figure out what, uh, yeah, who's kind of behind it and tugging at the different threads. Um, yeah. I want to I wanna ask you because like sure. when I think about all these themes, there's like, you know, kind of a coming out of the closet theme. Yeah. <laughs> there's this magic theme. And then there's kind of this intentional war. Yeah. Right? Like it's there's an intentional war happening right. in the government. Like they're looking for a reason yeah. to have a war, right? And that's a pretty big theme for a 19-year-old. So yeah. do you think you were just writing a great story and you were like, I want this to happen to this person, this to happen, and those themes just <laughs> came out? Or did you put them in? Like I think about that. Yeah. Like, is the, are these themes developing just because when you start telling stories about anyone, there's going to be some themes there: sure. self-discovery or overcoming something, or evil and good, or whatever. Were you intentional about the themes, or did the themes just show up in the story? I think it's a mix for sure. Is that I think yeah. Whenever you're telling a story, you just kind of gravitate towards things that are important to you, and sometimes that's very conscious, and you're. You know, like, oh, the theme of, or I'm going to use water imagery to show that it's about emotions or something very kind of on the surface. Or you can kind of write a full novel and then go back and be like, oh, that was about this. And I think, yeah, looking back, I I think we talked about this the the first time, but that uh, I was at Cornell University coming from Ann Arbor and uh, was kind of being introduced to a world of... uh, a lot of wealth and privilege that not that Ann Arbor doesn't have, but that mm-hmm. is it's a different level and a different kind of uh, just amount of power and amount of uh, difference. When you were studying abroad, you were not- learning this. Uh, some when I was abroad, but also at Cornell, it's just a lot of money flows through oh, that school. Oh, Cornell, and, yeah, yeah, and so you'd. Uh, you know, go back, uh, our acapella group took, like, a, a little retreat to one of the members' houses, and it was like, oh, her dad founded Priceline. And so it was that they're, like, oh. Connecticut mansion, and he had, like, a like a library of his collection with, like, a Sputnik and dinosaur bones and all this stuff. And I sure. was, yeah, it was just, like, very, I remember just being, a, like, a, kind of like the poisoned apple. You're like, I've stumbled into a different reality, because this is not how... My life works. And so, yeah, yeah that, that, but, and not to uh, say that there aren't like very wonderful people who also happen to be wealthy, but like yeah. there's also a lot of times where that is, yeah, yeah. leads them to a, a kind of lack of uh, compassion. And I think that things like a, a war kind of started for profit or a war that uh, is to benefit a few people at the top, but that the, yeah, the people really suffering are kind of the the people who will actually be fighting in it who don't have that privilege. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, obviously reflects a lot of uh, things in our own society and history. Yeah. Wow, that was yeah. big. <laughs> that was big. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, what what? where are we on time? I think we want to take a break. Uh, it is 12.09. 12.09. Been about an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, because we sat around farting around for a while. (laughs) We ate. Sure. We smoked. Um, But I do want to take a break just because it sounds good. So play, uh, can you just play a couple of those songs in a row that we pulled up? Okay. 
All right. We'll be back in a minute, everyone. <laughs>
Okay, we're back. We're back. Second half, Reads and Weeds episode with Scott Mooney and Pricked. And uh, we, I'll just tell you, we have such a wonderful spread. Here's the reason why if you're listening to this and you go, oh, I wish I could uh, be on that show. And you're like, what would it be like? Well, we've got quiche and medicated muffins and pears and cheese and oh my God, I didn't know you were here. Anna just walked in. The Anna that I keep praising and talking about that's her in real life <laughs> oh my god so um and also truffles uh these chocolate truffles that my friend made blueberries uh is pretty wonderful down here and we just smoked some pineapple express from Alm of medicine Ooh. who just this very week in cannabis news started recreational sales um monday the 23rd did you work mm-hmm. that day anna was it crazy, lying out the door? It was insane. It was <laughs> insane. And I went in there yesterday, so I had, you know, my medical card, so I just got these, but there was no more flour for wow. recreational For recreational. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. kind of the news right now, is that Michigan is a state that is legal to sell in, but a lot of people have run out because of the supply and testing issue, and, yeah. and that's still happening. I was just um, to... What's today? Saturday? So it must, it must have been the day after Christmas. Sunday. Yeah. The 26th. I drove over to the west side of the state of Michigan to Breedsville and Bangor and Goebbels and just visited a couple of grows and three or four dispensaries on that side of the state. Um, and the one grow that I stopped at uh, have, has tested 30 batches and three have passed. Wow. Yeah. And they were showing me on their computer. and fertilizers, what do they test for? Well, that's a great question. (laughs) Because if you look at one lab, Mm. overlaid results with another lab, it might pass. You you know, like the microbials or whatever might pass in this one Mm. and not in this one. It's really Mm. not making sense right now. Mm. So it's costing growers a lot of money to retest and throw away batches and things like that. So everybody wants the laws to change, and we're working on changing those laws because it kind of stops the flow of product because our testing, our ways of testing in the state, I guess, are just either more stringent or not as dialed in as other states. It's really kind of making a mess of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Anna, it's those muffins. But they're not as strong this time. (laughs) So (laughs) I was just down here talking about how you ate two the last time. Mm -hmm. It was fun. (laughs) You'd have to eat four to get the same result. (laughs) Feel free. Feel free. Okay, and what else? Oh, I wanted to ask you. Um, So you were working on something really fun, and I wanted to see if it was out yet. So it was um, improvised teen supernatural musical yeah. so you did this in chicago at yes. well, just tell me about it oh yeah, it's really yeah. Fun. so it wasn't a musical sadly but uh it's an improvised supernatural teen drama so something like a buffy teen wolf uh vampire diaries so i'm obsessed with these shows it's i i'm not even gonna say guilty pleasure i just enjoy them pleasure. i don't feel guilty not guilty pleasure. yeah pleasure. uh yeah a pleasure pleasure and yeah so i always felt like there's such a 
because they're just such a kind of nonstop drama train, like it would be really easy to improvise them. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I started, I did a show in England called Bite Me uh, that was at the Bristol Improv Theater. And uh, it was so much fun. I had such a great cast uh, that I directed. And then when I moved to Chicago, I was like, I want to do that, but I want to be in it. You know, only flaw in the show, not enough me. Right, and, right. Probably uh, with most things. Yeah, you know, it really just could use that more That would be Scott. better if I were part of it. Uh, my criticism of the Harry Potter series, where was I? Uh, and so, yeah, the uh, show that I put up in Chicago was called uh, The Monster Diaries. And it's really good. We did a show on Halloween night uh, and... Got a good response. We uh, it was the first time it snowed in Chicago that this season, and so I was like, "Oh, good, no one's coming. Uh, this will be canceled." And for Second City, if uh, they don't sell at least fifteen tickets, they don't let you go on because they're oh, like, "Oh, it's just shoot. it won't reflect well on us." And yeah. I kind of understand it. Is like yeah, it's yeah. hard to do an improv show when your cast is bigger than the audience. I've done that. <laughs> I but have. It's yeah. It doesn't feel great. Yeah. No, it does it's not feel you're just great. like why? Why are we doing this? But uh, no, we. <laughs> Those three guys love all of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but it, uh, we happened to people were really into it for a Halloween kind of fun show, and uh, and what was it called? It went really well. The Monster Diaries. The Monster and, Diaries. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Hopefully, okay. we're gonna try to get some more dates in the new year. Yeah. Uh, we're all like. Let's have the holidays first and then yeah, figure it out. Yeah. But. And then the other thing was Lavender Scare. Yeah, Lavender Scare what is, is it's, Lavender so scare? an upcoming podcast. Uh, it's the subtitle, I think, is it's uh, Lavender Square, a podcast about queers and their fears. Okay, so it's okay. a like horror anthology uh, written by a really great group of queer writers and uh-huh. uh, put together. They're still recording some of the episodes, uh, but those will be out soon in the next couple months. And is it it's drama? It's yep. not... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so they're audio drama, uh, like scripted things. They're putting them all together with kind of production. And uh, one is... It's not a musical, but it has like music within it. It's yeah. so yeah, they're all really interesting and just uh, uh, we kind of had a writers' room in Chicago and wrote them all, and it was really great. Uh, yeah, and so I wrote one of the episodes of that and also acted in it. So I will nice. have information on that uh, kind of up on my my Facebook, my so uh, we website. Can't listen to it yet. It's not out yet. Okay. They, I think my episode's finished. I have not even heard it, but they'll. I think they're gonna do the like. We'll drop it all at once, and you can binge it. But is I this think... what you told me was like a gay black mirror? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Rainbow mirror, if you Rainbow will. Mirror. But yeah, okay. it's oh, really... I can't wait. Yeah, oh, so they're wait. kind of some are sci-fi, some are uh, kind of more um, horror, some are yeah. kind of fantasy esque. So it's really fun. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And what do you think it is about radio drama? Because I love it. Yeah. I mean, I love driving, listening to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I love driving, listening to podcasts. I love. Love that medium. Yeah. I, I have some theories about why that's... I would like to hear them. <laughs> it is. So um, one thing is that it's multitasking, is you can drive mm-hmm. and listen to a podcast. You cannot drive and watch a movie, okay. I hope. You shouldn't. And you no can't way. drive and read a you book. Right. Although I've tried. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I think when I was driving to... No, that's not true. Uh, I was going to say when I was driving to the to the podcast recording, I was reading the book, but you were driving me, so I, that's that's safe. <laughs> anyway, sure. but you can you can listen to a thing and do another thing. Um, you can do your dishes, you can cook mm-hmm. your dinner. It's like in capitalistic society, it's nice to be able to in, take in your entertainment while you're also doing productive things. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then 
<clears throat> there's also the idea of like in horror movies, the scariest thing is the thing that you don't see, but you can imagine it. And it's not, it's not just about scary things. It's like, if you can hear a radio drama and your imagination is good, it's, yeah. it, it looks really great in your head because you're just imagining how mm-hmm. you want it to look. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, there's more access is that it's the budget for a podcast versus the budget for a short film is mm. wildly different. Oh, you can yeah. kind of put these together uh, and it allows mm. people who wouldn't be able to finance, you know, a film to still be able to create something and kind of get it out into the world in its final form, but yeah. not, yeah, uh, have to then, to make a film look good is a lot and to make a good podcast is a lot, but I think the number of people you need, the kind of equipment that you need is a lot. Costume budget. Yeah, exactly. Just the barrier to entry, I think, is a lot less. (laughs) Yeah. We'd all probably have to be standing up, moving around. (laughs) Not eating. (laughs) Not eating. (laughs) Toothbrushed, all that stuff. (laughs) Excess. Um, For me, I think it's the direct storytellingness of it. Because when I'm watching a movie or something, there's like, they're doing that and not paying any attention to me. I'm just watching them do that. But when I listen to an audio, it feels like someone's talking to me. Right. You see what I mean? It feels more personal. It is. Like someone's telling me a story Mm -hmm. instead of just doing a story over there and I just happen to flip by and, you know, it's like they're talking to me. It's like, oh, hey. Hey, I'm listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, tell me more. Let's well, in some it. of my favorite podcasts, like you, de- you get that kind of like they feel like you're they're your friends. Less, I yeah. think, like audio drama than more like shows like this where you're just in a conversation with people. Is that I know I'm not the only person who's been like I have so much to say about this. I want to like participate in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you get, you know, when you listen to hours and hours of these people's voices, you have that kind of parasocial relationship of like parasocial. I feel like I know them. Yeah, I've never used that word. Oh. I've never heard it before. I threw it out. Uh, I think that was a. Uh, psych 101 sort of thing but it's like when you feel like there's that kind of relationship people have with like celebrities where it's like yeah. oh like you know I have all these feelings about this person who does not know where I, who I am right but like I think podcasts do that so much because yeah. it feels like you're on a phone call it feels like you're kind of participating like surely that person would know you yeah, right, where you're just like, oh, that's oh, classic talk, so-and-so. Yeah. Like, uh, does anyone listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno? Yes. So great. But I think, no. like, okay, so real quick pitch is yeah. it's a, a three British friends. One of their uh, dads, who's in his, like, 80s, started writing erotica. Mm-hmm. And the whole podcast is them sitting around and reading the one guy's father's erotica and just, like, so reacting it. to it. And it's the most like bonkers stuff ever <laughs> the guy is like it's like a um a sexy saleswoman who works in the pots and pans industry <laughs> and she just like goes around like having all these sexual escapades yeah. but like it, that's where it would happen because so there's all the absurd. danger of noise <laughs> of course <laughs> oh oh there's always something to like clang into when you're trying to sneak around it's like, yeah bedding wouldn't make sense she's then it having turns into a spy in the bedding thriller. it's Boring. so good but like these people like so it's three like really good old friends like mm-hmm. sharing this weird like sometimes disgusting sometimes hilarious sometimes a very like vulnerable thing of him like reading his dad's stuff. Uh, and how and old are they? They're probably in their, like, early 30s, and I think they're, like, friends from uni, and uh, so they, like, <laughs> but you get to know, like, they talk about, like, oh, like, remember that time we went on holiday and, like, did this and this and this, and so you kind of, like, weirdly are part of their friend group, and, like, sure, sure. I'm listening in to you guys just, like, hanging out and shooting the shit, yeah, but yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's the one me. where I feel like very connected. Well, tell me this. When you were at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and you told me about a very interesting, because I was like, what was, who were your fans at Comic-Con? Right. Like, were they teenagers? Were they moms? Were they mm-hmm. boys? What? Yeah. And, and you said, you told me like about the most interesting memory. Was it right at the end someone came up or do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure I remember. Well, uh. there was one at, uh, I did have an uh, interaction with someone at the, uh, it was the American Library Association Conference, okay. which was in D.C. But uh, I don't know if this is the story you're thinking about, but a uh, mother came up with her like 13-year-old daughter mm-hmm. and was like, oh, like, is this something I can read, like have her read? Like she's very smart. And I was like, I, like, hope this is something that, like, the next generation would, uh, yeah, it would reinforce good uh, things for them and, like, oh, encourage she's them. she's trying is to that, see if it's appropriate. Yeah, or, which, oh, like, it's yeah. not a, there's okay. nothing really sexy. There's nothing, no, like, I would horribly think, violent. I would think it'd be fantastic because it's, it's not sexual. No. And it's not mean. There's not a lot yeah, of bullying. You know. It's about... Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I hope so. Yeah, but it yeah. was like that moment as a like, oh, like this, like we all had those things that we read when we were really young, which like affect us a lot. Mm-hmm. And like whether- I saw Porky's. <laughs> Remember that movie, that Porky's? That explains so much. When I was really young. Yeah. And this other one about like a demon entity that was a sexual predator. <laughs> oh, have you been Wowza. doing this the whole time? It just- Can I get you an O? <laughs> <laughs> right. Can I get you <laughs> Hey, kid, somebody sent me a meme. It wasn't a meme. It was a little video that I'm on all these cannabis Instagram things. And did you see this one where somebody says, what? How did this happen on Sesame Street? And it was like a dude rolling up on Ernie and being like, (laughs) hey, come over here. Come over here. And Ernie's like, what? Why? What do you want? You know, and he's totally selling him a bag of weed (laughs) on Sesame Street. Like you watch it over and over and you're like. Yeah, that's all this could be. Like, I'm not misinterpreting this. This is... Is he wearing a trench coat? Yeah. Yeah, he's wow. a little dude. Like a, yeah, he's got I mean, got vowels a, are gateway drugs. I think we can all agree. gateway drugs. First you get an O, then First you get, you get some E, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. What would all the different... Dr- e is a drug, though, yes. so is O? I, is I one? No. I could e. be ice. I feel like... We should figure out if vowels are connected to drugs. <laughs> we should stop right now and look into it. Solve it. Or not. Um, okay, so. But this let's, is, yeah, I think this is a good story for people to read. As yes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I, there's yeah. nothing, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's, I don't even, I don't, you could do it pretty young. I feel like it's, yeah, yeah I mean, just like, I guess, vocabulary level, making sure mm. it's not uh, something that goes over their heads. But I think that, uh, yeah, it, it just hit me when, like, you realize the uh, creating art, like, having that can be very powerful and I think when you're like oh an adult can read it and use their critical thinking and if there's something that like I've put in there subconsciously that reflects some weird bias or that people are like ooh I don't think I agree with that like they have more facility to be like oh that resonates with me but that doesn't or the the, the way I'm interpreting this I don't you know find I agree with that cool like that's yeah I think the purpose of these things is to start conversations but I worry with a younger person where you're like oh no am I brainwashing them like you just you never know I, I'm not very worried, but it made well, me think about that of like, wow, yeah, what would, yeah, especially like a young girl, like I just think want about kids to read. Sure, I, you know, 
When I was in South Carolina for Christmas, the Hallmark Channel was on all the time. <laughs> there was the Hallmark Channel was on all the time, or the um, like Moonshiners being chased by the cops. That was on a lot, <laughs> and uh, I- I'm thinking like. More than ever, with all the different ways we have to communicate and get information, media and all that, more than ever, choosing what goes into your brain and mm-hmm. is critical. Yeah. So it's I think, yes, read something that shocks you, read something that's below your, read something you don't understand yet, read something that stretches your vocabulary, but don't just be fed sure. by... Mm-hmm popular media because they're trying to sell you something (laughs) they're like this isn't just information this is information with commercials (laughs) that pay for the information and you don't use any of your imagination when you're just like watching something yeah Yeah. you have to read yeah Mm -hmm. you have to read and i think variety like you said of like not just i think there it's interesting now that i'm like delving into trying to sell books and trying to get to know Mm -hmm. that like people can be because there's so much up on Amazon, there's so much that uh, is out there, you can be very niche. And there are people who are like, I only read books with, you know, lady werewolf heroes who use swords (laughs) and it's set in the American South. And like, there are probably like eight different series you could choose from. I would like to read that book. I mean, great. Like, like, again, like if that's what you love, read it, great, enjoy it. But I think like it can get so, yeah, people don't necessarily, they're not open to new things. There's probably a whole, um, well, I was in the publishing industry this time last year and which is probably when I first saw your book and Mm -hmm. You would find those. I talked to publishers about putting their review, um, their arc, yeah, their arcs on our site, so that people could review them. And they would be like, "No, we just do boxers from the fifties and sixties. <laughs> our books are about <laughs> boxing. <laughs> really? How many are there? <laughs> like an entire. Wow. That was their thing, or like little small." historical buildings in small towns Hmm. and they print those books and you know curate those books so that the little his places in your state that you know sell books at a like a visitor center a visitor center you know it's this very specific you know when you go into a little oh let's go visit the lighthouse and buy some fudge you know and there's those very specific books about Mm -hmm that town or that lighthouse or whatever. There's publishing companies that just focus on that little, yeah. you know, folksy right. kind of history. It's it's interesting. Yeah. But this one, Bleeding Ink, I remember seeing. Do you, have you read any other of their stuff? Yeah, I've been uh, keeping up with them. And when we were all in New York, I got to kind of meet the other authors because it's a newer place. Like, it's not... Uh, I think I was like their fifth release or something. Uh, oh. So yeah, the, it's uh, they just kind of uh, have started and they have a really kind of uh, they're focusing on speculative fiction, but sort of a a variety of. There's, what does that mean? I think speculative fiction can uh, be defined a ver- different ways, but it's usually like kind of sci-fi fantasy. Uh, they've done a fair amount of young adult, uh, some adult. But yeah, like there's like a a fun like spy thriller with like cloning and sci-fi. Uh, there's mm. a sci-fi uh, retelling of Peter Pan where uh, Wendy Darling's like a space captain and like travels to uh, um, Neverland as a planet. And so yeah, there's they're kind of uh, 
doing these different things that don't necessarily cleanly fit into one category or the other that, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, like, pricked yeah. is, is not, I don't know, you don't necessarily have the, the same place on a bookshelf of, like, it's within fantasy, but, like, there's there's kind of nuances within that of, like, it's set in the modern day. Uh, and, yeah, I think that that... I like to kind of encounter books like that as opposed to saying, like, oh, it's, you know, there's uh, all these different categories and, like, in uh, on Amazon you can kind of search by that of, like, that... Uh, I learned this recently is that werewolf, like werewolf, teenage, <laughs> sword wielding, American South, <laughs> gothic heroine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, type it in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like romance novels, a lot of times on Amazon will have the ending uh, in the Amazon description. Uh, there's different what? like acronyms. So like H E A is happily ever after. HFN oh. is happily for now. So it's like mm. oh, the couple ends up together, but they're they More books categorize could come in. them that way? Yeah, because people are like, I don't want to read like a romance novel where they end up like not ending up together. Which I'm like, I, I get that, but also it feels like that's you're missing something in storytelling right. if you yeah. know exactly where you end up. And what? Yeah, no, there's all these different like <laughs> categories of like Oh, uh, let's talk about like harem novels, reverse harem novels. It's like novels. Billy Crystal in When Harry Met Sally. He always reads, oh, yeah. he always flips to the end and reads the end oh, of the book. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I. Uh, I'm very anti Billy Crystal. So that's, that's <laughs> a topic no. for another day. That's, <laughs> that's where Nathan lands on this All whole right. discussion. Jim's fighting words. Uh, no, you just said something that I can't let just go by harem novel yeah so yeah. they're romance novels where it's like a protagonist and then they have relationships with a lot of different uh people and so if it's a they're very heteronormative of, that it's usually the male protagonist and then a variety of women or then it's a reverse harem is one woman and men reverse harem yeah Yep. Who knew? Who knew we'd go there on this Sunday morning? Well, uh, I want a band. I want a band called Reverse Harem. <laughs> That's a good band name. With like the female front sure. woman. Mm. Yeah. And then the rest of the band's dressed alike because they're part yes. of my harem. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all got it. It was easy. <laughs> wasn't even a leap. Yeah. Um, okay. Were we talking about the book? And then I got... No, I mean, we kind of... We, we traveled down this. Okay. Uh, just okay. like how you classify works oh, of that's art. that's right, and that's what, right. Uh, so what would this be? That's only in romance? Yeah, that's uh, that's romance usually. Okay. Uh, but like, they still, they kind of define it versus whatever uh, other genre. Even if it's like a mystery novel, they'll say like, oh, and like the romance is H-E-A or whatever. But H-E-A? Uh, H-E-A uh, is happily ever after. Oh, I thought you, I heard A-G-A. Which we could say. Uh, could be another thing. Always. Always good. Always. Always. Sure. And then what's the A? Uh, against uh, against the action. Always, always good again. Always good. Yeah. August grape album? Alternative growing algae. <laughs> That's my very specific genre sure. right there. Alternative grape allergies yeah. is mine. Well, so Pricked is new adult urban fantasy. So no. just like... New adult. New adult like the character is a newly adult. Yeah, so that's if your character is between 20 and 25 in publishing your new adult as opposed to young adult. Gotcha. Mm. So it would be N-A-U-F. Nauf. Yeah. Nauf. Nauf. Uh, <laughs> 
strictly yeah. a Nalf reader. Sure, I don't, I don't read any. I don't hear about any <laughs> older. Um, so speaking of uh, da, 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 secret romances, mm. were we doing that? Happily Ever After romance? Anyway, there's a couple of romances happening within yeah. your book. There's the Bryce... Briar. 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 Um, Antoine sort of romance. Sure. There's they're, romance going on. They're buddy cop first, but right. then they're kind of romance. Just like the crackling sexual tension of Rush Hour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they grow to kind of develop these feelings. <laughs> if you liked Rush Hour and you liked cats. What a rush. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, then there's the, what you think, the Miranda Rick mm-hmm. love story, which isn't really which, happening. Spoilers is, yeah. Spoilers. Terrace seems concerned about Rick for his sister. Right. Like, but he go seems find, more concerned than his sister. But he's yeah. way more concerned for Rick than his sister. And uh, nobody wants that to get out. Right. So they're kind of uh, they're, trying to limit who knows about Rick yeah. and Terrace as a couple. Rick and Terrace are a couple. Boom. If you didn't see it coming. <laughs> it's interesting. In the dorm so, room. Yeah. yeah. So now that I've like talked to a fair amount of people who have read it, that twist a lot of people see coming. So it's but, like, yeah. but then. The the final twist, which is that Miranda is behind the kidnapping, yeah. uh, is most people don't see that coming. So it's interesting because I, I yeah I feel like the I guess I'm always satisfied when I figure out some twists in advance because I feel real smart. I'm like haha, you didn't fool me, author. <laughs> but then I also am like oh, but I'm glad it didn't all happen the way I thought it did because right, then why right, am right. I reading it? Uh, right, right. So right. yeah, it's inter- like I guess I was like ooh, I guess some of them are higher difficulty level because I don't. I don't think too many people I've talked to have ever said that they guessed who the kind of the final villain is and her motivations, but... Right, right. Yeah. It's fun. And then are they... Are all the characters coming back? You've, well, are you working on another one for, like, this year, right? Yeah, so I'm almost done with it. I'm oh, hoping to finish it up in, like, wow. the next month or so. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, possibly even by the time this is out, uh, that... And then uh, I have to kind of work with the publisher, and we're hoping to release it by the end of the year. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, which is exciting. Not not the end of this year. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, not uh, In a couple days, they'll be on the Uh, shelves, folks. I gotta go, guys. Good job. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even think you can bind a book that You got a couple days. You probably probably shouldn't even be here right now. Get to work. It's fine. I like a deadline, which is apparently (laughs) midnight, December 3rd. Uh, so yeah, so 2020, uh, by the end of it, the next oh, cool. novel, Screaming Beauty, is the current working title. Uh, Screaming Beauty. Yeah. And it's kind of terrifying a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, well, a lot of the same characters are cool. reappearing, um, and hopefully various things that were not wrapped up in book one uh, mm-hmm. will continue to develop, and uh, you'll get to kind of find out more about the world. Cool. Cool, cool. And Lavender Scare, when will that be out? Uh, also, it doesn't have a fixed release date, uh, okay. but should be January, February uh, 2020-ish. Cool, cool. Um, all right, so let's, I guess let's wrap up the book. What, uh, what I loved about it was the pictures that you painted, I think I told you this the first time we talked, was I love 
action fantasy type books that I can picture all the fantastical things mm, happening. You know, good. when they're running all up through the castle and at the ball and when they're fighting the trees and being attacked by the trees and mm-hmm. you know, kind of even even the housemates flopping around. But yeah. being in sort of like a supernatural twenty something household. Right. Where they're doing very normal things, but it's there's that tinge of magic. Mm-hmm. I loved that picture. Like my picture it, it's great. For, oh, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And I love the through lines. There was the, whatever, the crosswords through line. <laughs> but there was, um, no, Libby can read it till the end. I was going to wait, should we do the main spoiler, which is the crossword? <laughs> the, the main no. crux of well, this novel well, is well, the crossword clue that she solves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, is that back in the next one? Uh, not crosswords have... specifically. There's oh, okay. uh, a similar thing that, yeah, now also I need to, like, it's funny writing, uh, I'm, like, about to finish the, like, first draft, and then there's various things where I'm already, like, I need to go back and thread some things through and kind mm-hmm. of uh, make sure the different uh, characters, the different uh, kind of topics and plot points are all kind of scattered throughout the novel and then actually come to some sort of conclusion because I think that's the worst is when something's like brought up and then just kind of like someone forgot about it and then you're right. just like at the end of the novel and you're like well that was important to me right right, uh, right. I'm not gonna name check the new Star Wars movie but that's how I felt at some point <laughs> you're just like if you're about to die and you say, I have to tell you something, you need a scene where that person then goes and tells the person that thing. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. that's my... Yeah, that just happened on... Do you, have you heard about that show, The Expanse? Oh, yeah, I've heard good yeah. things. Do you like Battlestar Galactica? I have never gotten into it, but okay. I feel like I would be into it. Okay. I've watched it so <laughs> no, many times, and I fan. talk about it too much, right? So I talked about it a lot on the last show. and um, But so... It, there was a suggestion to watch The Expanse if you've mm-hmm. watched Battlestar Galactica and I've watched an episode last night and right when the ship blows up she's like communicating through the screen to the captain of the ship that's flying away and she's like I gotta tell you something and then she blows up and I was like motherfucker <laughs> they better you follow that up you guys better make yeah. this right cause uh-huh. then it ends and you're is like this come one, on season one this is episode one. Episode one. Oh, episode okay. one. So you're, you're still so you scratching the surface. You yeah, but she dies. Two. That she, was bought she by dies. Jeff Bezos, wasn't it? Was what? it? The Expanse. Really? The was Expanse it? was released and they canceled it. And then Jeff Bezos liked it so much that he bought the rights for it. And um, Really? Who's is Jeff Bezos? He's Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. He's the Amazon yeah. guy. He's like yeah. the richest motherfucker in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people really like The Expanse, and so um, yeah. they were, you know, not happy when it was canceled, and they reached out to him via Twitter and got it in the works, and now, now he's a hero. Now it's on Prime. I hadn't heard of that. That's wild. That's the kind of money I want, where mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the most fun thing we want to save? <laughs> like, I would go back to the, the back environment. Catalog. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you guys clean remember up the pushing oceans? daisies? No, I mean like party stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember pushing daisies. Yeah, yeah let's bring I it back. I loved pushing daisies. I've heard of Did that. Did we talk about this the last podcast? I, I don't know, like I but it's like Kristen. Sh- Chenoweth. Chenoweth. Yeah. Oh, she's so funny. She's yeah, great. and it's it's a it's a musical TV show that's in this little magical land <laughs> where there's a baker who can bring people back to life for eleven seconds. 
but no one knows. Yeah. I think I have and watched they, this before. And they also sing. Yeah, but like, like they also don't sing every episode. No, it's just like no. on occasion they'll just be like, we have Christian Chenoweth. Let's not like leave right. her, right. Leave her out to she's die. She's tiny too, isn't she? Yeah. She's like four. She's just she's a little tiny. bit taller than Ryan <laughs> <laughs> She could still beat the shit out of them though. I think we can all agree. <laughs> I think if you guys are listening and you want to see a Kristen Chenoweth Ryan Seacrest matchup, <laughs> try to make this happen. Let's, let's get an online poll going about how bad, what you're willing to do to make that happen. Maybe we call Jeff Bezos, see if he wants to <laughs> You sponsor a prize fight between Kristen Chenoweth and Ryan Seacrest. We know who's going to win. Sure. We know the ending already. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. We want them both to It's an HEA ending. Yeah, it's an HEA ending, <laughs> yeah. but I think it would be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And we should still take Tickets. Yeah. It would be live. <laughs> it would be live. And I'd want him to wear the same costume, whatever it is. Sure. I, I imagine a onesie, right? A onesie. A singlet. Yeah. A oh, singlet. that's what I think. <laughs> I think not like pajama onesie. Like that. Also cool, but I meant like a singlet. Just like a onesie like a baby wears. Like, just a snap right Yeah, like here, the ones you get at Target or sure, you're like. Sure, sure. Plain raccoon. white. Tiny sleeves. <laughs> Covered in blood by the end. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> and then, just to really capitalize on it, we will then sell, auction off the <laughs> Ryan Seacrest blood soaked onesie. <laughs> auction it off and give that money to funds. Probably. It's a fundraiser. I for was going to say something about short people, like a short people. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that something? Wow. Just people that are short, like Christian Chenna. Sure. Yeah. To, yeah. Money for to get them stilts. It's <laughs> <laughs> a stilt fund. Oh. oh, my gosh. Do you know anybody who's a stilter? I mean, you. Statistically, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you do, but it's yeah. because people don't talk about it. I've seen people Has anyone tried before? to still? I've, I've stilted before, I think. Of course you have. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe like foot tall stilts, though. Stilts. Okay. Right. So You're also the like tallest it... of us, so yeah. why? <laughs> <laughs> Raises the question. I remember my, my grandpa made them for us as kids, I think, and sure. play around on them. You guys ever try it? Yeah, well, I have... To like ones like that. Yeah, yeah, where you're just holding on to the wooden was, and you just I, step yeah, up yeah, on them like this. I love it. Maybe. I love it. But I like it when someone comes cruising by and picks you, know, you up. Circus stuff. Mm. Oh, they're like they're like oh, the 15 feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would like to be pick, lifted up in the air by someone. Save someone from a three-story burning are, building. Mardi Gras. Oh, I got my stilts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my friend Marcus, who lives in Ypsilanti, he's a fantastic artist. He, I used to work with him at Zingerman's Roadhouse, and he was he was over the top about things. So we're all going to dress up for Halloween, and people come in wearing like a cowboy hat or bunny ears, and he has made goat leg stilts. <laughs> so like big, awesome. crazy shaped, hairy <laughs> goat leg, and then he made these springy contraptments right. that attached to his shoes, Damn. so that when he walked, it was like pff, he was he was probably. Do you have a mask on too? And like, well, no, he had on like costume. a like a tuxedo kind of Whoa. red tuxedo top. So he was like a, oh, yeah. Wow. And he's and he's a you know a beard. Thing. Yeah. Mm. He and oh, he yeah. had a you know top hat. So he went around <laughs> Ann Arbor and Ipsy that year, just like everybody was having their pictures taken with him. But he <laughs> could work those stilts. He could just come bounding down the street in those stilts. Wow. It was fantastic. I and think he those worked mechanical legs. 
still with the springy still people wear. Oh, I've yeah. seen those. Yeah, yeah. amputees. Yeah, I want to see that costume. Do you yeah. have pictures? I have. Um, you know what's funny is they ended up making a Zingerman's T-shirt. So, if you do, you know this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, so so there's this thing at Zingerman's where maybe you win a little contest. You can have a T-shirt. You can be zingified, right? You can name oh. a sandwich, or you can sure. like. And so Marcus at some company event drew this prize to be zingified, and everybody said like, "Let's have it be you in that costume." And so he got he he like dressed up in the costume. They took a picture, and then they made that a Zingerman's t-shirt. Sweet. <laughs> so it's out there. Wow. It's out there. And I, I probably have it I in have some it in my old head pictures. Too. Yeah. Kind and and if, you, if you could see him, like he's got big eyes and uh, he looks like steampunk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's got that look. Can you picture that? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Libby. <laughs> Not so sure. <laughs> Like nope. new adult steampunk with was a reverse hair on. Steam trunk? What? Chunk? Yeah. Um, okay. Any question? Anybody have anything they want to add about reading or what's coming up next for them? Or can I borrow can... this? I want to read it. Yeah, no, no, no. I bought a few copies to, cool. you know, to have people on the show. I'm sorry well, we ruined the ending. It's okay. I'll, I'll forget. Just Yeah, have yeah. another edible. And... Yeah, I've already forgotten. I don't know what you guys even talked about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a man on goat stilts. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't read to that part, but it's like that's coming. That's a big twist. <laughs> that's the super big twist. We didn't twist. even and talk about the dagger, which is the namesake of, well, one of that's the... That's true. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, oh, yeah. bring that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, so the actually the original title of the novel was The Poisoned Apple, which is kind of like the magical name neighborhood where they all live in uh but yeah so her uh, briar's dagger pricked or sorry prick then uh influences the name pricked but her dagger uh can take away magic so it's like if she enchants someone with a rose and they are having these feelings she can also take it away but she has to like poke them with a dagger um yeah and that like also then becomes a mystery of uh it was like a present from her father, but she doesn't know kind of the background of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will be involved in book two, of, uh, possibly where that dagger originates. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love it. This is, yeah, you guys are getting some exclusive oh, tidbits uh, for book two. I love it. Okay. So, Anna, you got anything coming up that I can promote for you? No shows? You always have shows. I really have Fine. <laughs> I've, I've started to foray into stand-up comedy what i might try to do that really? some more yeah do you want to do 50 first jokes uh yeah okay yeah yeah so thursday cool. at okay. the arc this thursday yeah it's your first new joke of the year okay cool I will. I'll put that in my calendar. I love yeah. fifty first jokes. Have you been? Yeah, I've been a couple oh years. Oh my yeah. gosh! I've I'm been so a couple excited. times. I love it. I'm so excited. I got like I <clears throat> was <throat> feeling so overwhelmed. Like it's too many people commit at first, and then a few fall off, and then I don't think I have enough people, and right. then and then I'm trying to figure out how to promote it, and then I forgot everything was going to be closed after Christmas, and I couldn't mm. get things printed, and I was just like, ah. And then I went to this party last night in Detroit, a holiday party, and there was mostly comedians there. It was at a comedian's house, mm. mostly comedians there, and they were so excited. They were just like, this is my favorite show of the entire year. I love it. What can I do to help? I can't wait. I get so nervous. And I was just like, oh, 
this is cool. This is a cool thing. I yeah. need to remember and just, it's a lot of moving parts. But um, and then I just realized, like, that's just how shows are. Mm. But it's a, it's a lot of people. Like, it's normally if you're booking a night of comedy, that's, like, three comedians you have right. to wrangle. And this is oh, yeah. it's a ton. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And have you ever been backstage at the Ark? Yeah, not during so, 51st Jokes, but yeah, yeah, that's not a lot of space. Mm-mm. And so <laughs> the holiday show we do, there's maybe 12 or 13 people back there. And 51st Jokes, it's 50, 50. fucking people. And Jesus. I really, I buy a lot of beer, I buy food, I put everything out, and um, every year I buy way more alcohol and then less food. And every, <laughs> every year I'm like, look at my notes and go, okay, well, I have all this food left over, but I bought the same amount of beer, okay. And um, there's still no beer left and food left every year. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, I'll up this a little bit, you know, trying to read it. And I'm like, do they even it'll eat? Never, it'll <laughs> never yeah. They don't, they don't <laughs> eat, I guess. There's liquor there, you'll be, you'll be drinking. Yeah, drinking. Drink. <laughs> Words for you kids, for you readers. Drinking, Libby, can you tell us what tense that is? <laughs> Having dranked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's best. <laughs> perfect. yeah. It's what? The blue perfect. The blue perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Grammar but notes. it's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be great because like uh, Nathan Corliss is going to be debuting oh, his oh joke. God, really? His wow. first <laughs> joke of uh, 2020. I've been right. working on mine and Ohm of Medicine sponsors us the way they yeah. do every year. And Is it like one, like one joke? Uh, less than two minutes. Okay. Just less than two minutes. So uh, I was just, I've been watching the videos and posting them the last few Mm. days from last year. And uh, some people have a long lead in and get in like one big punchline and then they're done. But some people, some of these, it's like joke, joke, joke. They can like get a lot done in two minutes. Okay, sure. So it's whatever you can get done. And the way it's set up is... You come into the arc, and can you picture the arc stage? Yep. So there's two half circles of 20, it's 25 chairs total on stage mm-hmm. in two half circles with a little, and there's a mic in the middle of that, and then I'm over here on a stool with a mic. And when you walk into the arc, when the audience walks in, there's already a bunch of comics just sitting on the stage mm-hmm. waiting. <clears throat> and then I do a little intro, and then I just start going. Like, Joke, 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 joke. Yeah. I just announce everybody real quick so it just goes fast and it's uh it's a blast. It's a blast. And then we take a break, switch out the people. And uh, it makes you realize yeah. how many people how many people fifty like people humans is. is. Yeah. It's a lot. Because at yeah. first you do the first round and I'm like, damn, that was a lot. And then it's like another group comes right. out and you're like, <laughs> like holy wait, shit. And, and if you think about and what it what it always reminds me of every year is the scene in Southeast Michigan is so rich, you know? Mm. Like it is not that hard to find fifty five comedians quickly right. that want to do a That's show. Cool. It's like yeah. they're like, okay, I put out a notice on the little Michigan Comics Network Facebook page. And I say, okay, you guys, on December 17th, I'm going to start booking this. So here's how to do it. You private message me. Here's what should be expected of you. And on December 17th, my inbox is just like, you know, just fills up. Everybody, people put it in their phone. Like, text Shelly about 51st jokes today. And they they all do it. And then I start kind of setting it all up. And so people drop out. But it's going to be fun. And I'm hoping we can have an after party. Last year it was at Connor O'Neill's because basically you walk 
out the back door of the ark and into the, you know. Yeah. It would be dope to have it at home. I wish mm. we could do that. But uh, I have not asked. Fun. I just kind of asked on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the but, ark a bunch of times, but not on stage. We have a mutual friend who's performed shows at yeah. the ark. Yeah. Bit. I've, done, I've done a bunch of shows at the ark. Well, this is our sixth year. Nice. And then the holiday show is, uh, this was our 12th. Yeah. So I always save the calendar for the ARC that's got December and January on it because I'm on there five times. <laughs> like, look at that. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, so we're wrapping up. What are the songs we've got left up there? Or you could replay that Sarah Bareilles one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do Love Potion Number 9. Nice. Yeah. Okay, we have been um, Libby and Chris and Nathan yeah. and Scott and Shelly and Reeds and Weeds. Uh, pick up Pricked by Scott Mooney. Follow him on at Scott Mooney. At Scott Mooney Writer. Scott Mooney Writer. Look out for Lavender Scare. And uh, yeah, become a fan. New book out this yeah. year. Thanks, Thanks so much everybody. for having me. Woo-woo. All right, bye. Thank you.